Well, hello and welcome to a very special episode 173 of The Call Room. I'm your host, David Griffiths, uh, and we're going to have a few special episodes coming up where we talk to some of our best brewing buddies about what they've got planned for Good Beer Week. Uh, Good Beer Week back in Melbourne uh, in 2023. Lots of fun events coming up, some that we're involved in, some that we're not involved in, but really keen to spread the word and make sure that everyone knows about some of the great options that are coming up uh, in May. Uh, You'll hear plenty of plugs uh, along the way for what we've got planned uh, and plenty of good news from friends. Uh, this episode going to feature Dollar Bill, Bright, Fixation and Molly Rose uh, and really looking forward to getting to those interviews. Um, but a couple of quick things before we get underway with that. Um, and first of all is just to, I guess, acknowledge the fact that on the weekend uh, a few cool rumours and I went out to Grape and Grain in Moravan, uh, a really fun venue that Melbourne craft beer fans will know well. Uh, to say goodbye officially to Exit Brewing. Um, excellent guys. Fraser and Grum have always been uh, really good to me when I've been running venues in the flesh in Kensington and the city. Uh, just wonderful people to go and spend time with at a brewery, as I was lucky enough to do with Kaiju. A shout-out to the Kaiju crew who were there on the weekend as well. Uh, and just a real sort of reminder for all of us that... If you have breweries that you love uh, and that you want to see flourish and succeed and continue, then you need to go and buy beer off them. And um, a really sort of sort of poignant reminder uh, of the fact that uh, it's it's not helpful just to say that you think guys are great or that you think they're great brewers. If you're not buying beer from them, eventually, sooner or later, uh, hard decisions need to be made. So... A shout-out to the team from Exit. Uh, obviously not the kind of uh, end that they were hoping for for the brewery and the bar, um, but no doubt we will continue to see them around the Melbourne brewing scene. Their knowledge uh, and generosity with that knowledge uh, is fantastic and, and really looking forward to seeing them pop up in new, fun places over time. Uh, before we get underway with the rest of the team, um, spruiking their products and telling you what they've got coming up, uh, a bit of a shout-out for Cool Room listeners uh, and particularly people who are new to the podcast uh, to come along and get involved in our events, both online and live. Uh, we've got three online events coming up that we currently have beer available for in our online store. So if you search Cool Room Podcast Shopify, you'll go to our online store and in there you can get beers for home delivery uh, and then you can join us live on Zoom on Thursday nights uh, coming up in May and June uh, and get to chat to the brewers. And those are the episodes that we then uh, we take those live episodes and turn them into podcasts. Uh, we've got Your Mates Brewery coming up, uh, a fun six-pack from them from Queensland. Uh, Urban Alley, who were on the show as part of the Williamstown Beer and Wine Festival last year, uh, coming back for a proper full-scale episode. Uh, and Bacchus Brewing, uh, fair to say, one of the funnest uh, six-packs we've had in a long time. Uh, some really wonderful and eccentric beers uh, coming up, so we really encourage you to jump onto the Shopify grab those packs so that you can join us online. Uh, and we've got live events coming up as well. We're going to talk a fair bit about the Hair of the Dog Breakfast at Bidlux, so I won't spruik that one any further at this point. Uh, but we've also got 
really amazing coup. Uh, just in the week after Good Beer Week, uh, we've got Sierra Nevada live in the flesh at uh, Beer Deluxe in Federation Square, Melbourne. Uh, a real treat for people who've been along before for our events there. You know that it's a great venue. Uh, we've got some great beers lined up. Idea is for cheap entry so everyone can come along and be part of it. Uh, and really looking forward to Steve Grossman, uh, brother of Ken and um, the official brewery ambassador, who's going to be in town and talking to me live in that venue. Um, get your tickets, tell your friends, and obviously enough, for more information about any of those events, if you jump onto our Facebook or jump onto our Instagram while you're there, uh, you'll be able to find out more about all of those events, where the tickets are available from, where the beers are available from. We really hope that you'll come and join them and, um, and we'll see you at a few other events that we'll talk about uh, during Gabs as well because we'll be popping up and really looking forward to pressing the flesh with you live uh, out and about in Melbourne in 2023. Look, let's get underway with a discussion with our mates from Dollar Bill, uh, have been long-time supporters of the Hair of the Dog Breakfast, and I can't wait to hear about what beers they're going to be bringing uh, down to Melbourne as part of Good Beer Week. Well, we're kicking off our Good Beer Week Spectacular episode, episode 173, uh, with our good friends from Dollar Bill Brewing. Uh, really excited to have them on the show, not just because I love their beer, but because they're going to be part of the amazing Hair of the Dog Breakfast, which is going to be a feature of Good Beer Week in at Beer Deluxe on Friday the 26th of May. Check out the page on the Good Beer Week website to learn more. If you're not inspired by the end of our little chat here, then we are not doing our job right, guys. Welcome to the show. How are you both? Fantastic. Excellent. Thank Thanks you. for having us, Dave. It's a, it, it's a pleasure. Uh, you've got your drum kit back there in the background, and uh, <laughs> so just ready for a little, you know, little break if we need one along the way there. <laughs> yep. For our good friend Heinrich from Norway, a very loyal listener from Norway who is utterly confused about Australian geography because we just ripped these little bits out to him, tell him where we can find Dollar Bill and um, tell us a little bit about the background story for the brewery for people who want to check out and learn a bit more. Yeah, cool. Uh, so we're up uh, near Ballarat, so just north of Ballarat, uh, outside of Melbourne, about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, hour 20 if I'm driving. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say, that's a, that's a, you obviously drive fast, brother. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, close to Melbourne, uh, and on a kind of semi-rural property. So we've got a little bit of land around us and we'll put a little farmhouse brewery in here and, and, trying to get up and running with our, our brewing, but we've been gypsy brewing up until now. So um, putting stuff into barrels and letting it age in a, in a large shed with a little bit of uh, climate control, a little bit of temperature control, um, but not much. So, And uh, we're obviously excited to be talking about some, some great events coming up. We're going to start off with the Hair of the Dog breakfast, but you guys are experienced campaigners when it comes to Hair of the Dog, aren't you? How many, how many have you done? This will be our third in a row, third in a row, and it's the one I'm most excited for because we don't have to run off this time. We actually get to stay for the full event, and every year I've looked on with disappointment, going, "Oh my god, I don't want to go." And this year we're there for all four courses, so it's going to be an absolute cracker. It's. Uh, I am both excited and a bit worried by how <laughs> that story will end. Never fear; it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, I, no, you have, 
We've got a couple of interesting beers that we're bringing down for it too. We've got um, a bit of a twist on our gold tea. So we're actually doing a, a new version of that where it's been smoked. So I think that's going to be, and it's the first time we'll be putting it out there. So we're pretty excited to bring that one down. Yeah, well, the peaches aren't smoked there. So we're using a uh, some smoked malts that Voyager provided for us. Some uh, some uh, red gum smoked malt and some mountain ash smoked malt, which uh, tasted delicious before they went on the uh, the peach beer, but... Uh, we'll see how we'll see how it turns out. A little bit experimental. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I can distinctly remember kicking off last year's gabs at your stall with a gold teeth. Uh, so this will be a great way to uh, to start off with a, for a breakfast. That's um, looking forward to what Tolina's going to pair with that one. Oh, What's the other beer that you're bringing down? The other beer is a new one that just got released a few weeks ago. Bramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> we just love those names, don't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very, it's a pretty simple um, base of, of just you know seventy percent pilsner, thirty percent wheat, and then barrel aged for about eighteen months. So a nice sour, clean base, which is basically the base for all our fruited beers. Uh, and then we put it over some beautiful uh, biodynamic boysberries from from Ruffy in Victoria. So uh, yeah, really just boysberries uh, and sour ale. Really nice. Yeah. <laughs> say, it sounds so simple, but I am no doubt whatsoever that it's going to be wonderful in terms of the complexity of the taste you get out of that base beer that you make. Uh, it's yeah. a bit magic. Yeah, but, we're excited because most we're thinking most people there, well, they definitely won't have tried the smoked peach, and Bramalama has only just come out in the last couple of weeks, so hopefully it'll be new for everyone there, which is exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. Do, do you guys have a favourite memory from previous Good Beer Weeks? Uh, and previous uh, hair of the dog breakfasts. Remember, oh, it is normally the oh, day I after the. Have the same memory. Really? Not that going around the rally. <laughs> the path like there. That was traumatic. Traumatic memory. But yeah. <laughs> Such a rush, and we had to park the car. This was it was after hair of the dog, wasn't it? Yeah, after hair of the after dog. All the way to Gabs. All the way to Gabs. Yeah. We went into one of those car parks, and being from the country, we don't park in that often. And this thing just kept going up a level, up a level, oh, up a level. Round and round. <laughs> Billy Eilish playing in the car, yeah. I think, and the car was just going round. We had Isaac and let me We ran in the doors of Gabs as they were opening it to get to our stand. It yeah. was hectic. Yeah. But we both were, had that as a strong memory because we are, we're fairly traumatised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, for people for people who want to avoid all of the scariness of driving and parking in the city, yeah. the, good news, the good news is that you've also got a country event as well as your uh, as well as coming down to the city for some of these fun ones, isn't it? So, can you tell us about the barrels, the barons of barrel. That was harder to say than it should have been. <laughs> barons of barrel. Well, they actually um, when they contacted us first, they were hoping to actually have the event here. Rob contacted us. And um, we're just not set up and ready for that at this point. We're sort of hoping maybe next year we might be able to have something here. So they've got on board with the guys at, um, what is it, Bar... Bar Miranda, so up in Dalesford. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So And they've got all the regionals going up there. So that is on Saturday the 27th of May. They're doing like a, I think it's a four-course lunch or something. And they've got a beer from us. They've yep. got Boat Rocker, Sailor's Grave and Goodlands are all doing that one as well. So uh, not bad for a lunch. 
sounds absolutely fantastic for a lunch and, um, and great value at $80 considering the kinds of beers you're going to be getting from those breweries. Uh, oh, exactly. And the food. Yes. And, and that's exactly right, and, and the food. So jump onto the Good Beer Week uh, website for that one. One of the other ones that you're involved with already sold out, which is the, the boiler, uh, whiskey and almond boiler maker meetup. But oh, is that sold out? That one is sold out, but the, the week of fun at uh, whiskey and almond or whatever oh, they yeah, might be. Farmhouse fun. <laughs> uh, farmhouse fun. Um, really cool lineup of some of the best Australian breweries when it comes to Belgian-inspired and wild and farmhouse beers. What are you taking down to the farmhouse of fun Boilermaker Week? Uh, this is what kind of cool. are we taking? <laughs> yeah, so we've been uh, putting away large format bottles for a while now, and they've just asked for pretty much all large format bottles. So uh, what we've we've set out for our, our rear oak, our little subscription club. Um, what we send them out every quarter, we we put away portions of that and bits and pieces of other things that we've, we've been bottling along the along the way. So yeah, just be a, a, an assortment. Do you have a list? Yeah, I do. So they're they're taking pretty much. They wanted a selection of everything. So they're in there. They've got gold teeth. They've got candy paint. They're going to have the Bramalama there. Um, but they've also got um, some of the big Jerry Boas. I think we had a, a white Negroni version possibly going in there. Yet again, we're we're right on the edge of our timeline. So <laughs> but they were great. They actually just said to us, whatever you do, we trust and uh, bring it. And we went, right, and then game on. So uh, we love when we get that bit of freedom to, to be able to, you know, work with um, something on a small base like that for an event. Absolutely, and um, it sounds like the kind of thing whereby you could drop in there on multiple days during that week and find different things every time you go in, which is a, a bit of a treat. For yeah. sure, I'm, I'm, I promise trouble will probably be part of it too. Oh, <laughs> fantastic whiskeys to pair those beers with too. Such an awesome venue. Oh. So yeah, no, we were we were very upset when we got invited to that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a massive week. We're already talking with other brewers about trying to figure out the technology behind cloning ourselves so that we can actually. <laughs> That's awesome. That are on. Um, Tell us a little bit, guys, how, how do people find your socials? How do they learn more about the dollar bill story in readiness for Good Beer Week and readiness for the Hair of the Dog Breakfast? Probably don't hit us up on uh, Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Instagram is the best way to get hold of us. Very un-Facebook literate. Yes. <laughs> I, had, I had basically no social media at all when we started the business. I didn't know what a tweet was. So it's been a um, long, slow process, and I'm in charge of all social skills. So pretty much if you want to find me, our socials are good for that. You can see what bar I'm in. Um, I try and post our stories and get them all out there. Um, yeah, pretty much we do tend to put something out just before Good Week hits to say what events we're doing so everyone can log on to our Instagram. There'll be something on there for each of the events. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah, Instagram's our um, number one go-to, so hit us up on Instagram. Uh, you can always email me on edit.dollarbill.com.au. <laughs> I like receiving emails, but that's all good. <laughs> it sounds like you've figured out Twitter just in time for Twitter to close down and be utterly ruined by Elon Musk, so you've done well on that front. Right. No, I saw it and I skipped straight past it. I went, Instagram looks like my thing, and I've got the one, and that's all I do. Fantastic. Well, we know where to find you. Most importantly, we're going to be finding you for breakfast at Beer Deluxe. I genuinely can't wait. It's one of my favourite days of the year. I look forward to seeing you in the flesh there, my friends. 
Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thanks, David. And next up today, we're joined by Evan from Bright Brewery. Evan's an old friend of the show. I was just flicking back through our archives. I think episode 69, episode 101, episode 157. But I think this is a bit of a special occasion because it's the first time ever that Evan has been on the show without changing his job title from the point <laughs> that he's been on the show. How are you? We're only mere weeks away as well. <laughs> You're officially now national sales manager, I think I'm right in saying. Is that correct? National yes. manager or? Yeah, yeah. The, the title changes uh, consistently. It's just to keep people on their toes. <laughs> it's just all on our toes. That's a, an excellent thing. And um, look, really do encourage people to go back. If you want to know the full Bright story, go back and listen to those episodes. And make sure you grab some Bright beers while you're listening. Because uh, as you'll hear in those episodes, there's an amazing array of fun beers We'll get on to that in a second, but we always sort of joke that, you know, for our international listeners, let's give them a bit of a feeling of where Bright is in Australia, our great regional brewery, and um, and how long the brewery's been around, just like a, a potted history rather than the full version. Yeah, nice and easy. So um, Bright, is, Bright Brewery is located in the town of Bright, um, which is roughly three and a half hours uh, northeast of Melbourne City, um, the beautiful Alpine region. So... The town itself uh, sits nestled amongst a bunch of beautiful mountains uh, with a beautiful river going through and a very special place. So uh, actually only this year we were voted the number one place to live in Victoria. Um, so a very idyllic and scenic place. Uh, the brewery itself has been in operation since 2005, uh, started by um, the family, uh, the Brandon family in town, still owned solely by the Brandons, um, started as a pretty small little venue with a brewery at the back. Um, I think anecdotally we had about six seats undercover and then everything else was picnic. Um, since then we've expanded. Uh, we have a venue that uh, in good weather can have probably upwards of 600 people um, across our site. Um, and then we also have a production facility uh, only a kilometre away from our, um, our venue in town where we produce all of our beers now. Um, it was built in 2018. And, yeah, we've sort of... Uh, one of the early breweries for the Australian craft beer scene and have seen the, the rise and, yeah. And certainly we've spoken about in the past how your recipes have evolved over time and the beers that you're bringing to market have changed as well. You've really sort of kept up with the with the newest trends and evolved as, as things have changed. Things yeah, I think... It's a bit bonkers to think it's that long. It's, it's, it's pretty funny to look back at our history. I mean, uh, one of the things about being a regional brewery is... It's probably a little bit of transient brewers coming through. Uh, so it's meant that we've had a lot of different uh, errors and iterations of our brand um, as those brewers have put their mark on. Um, but definitely over the past sort of five to six years um, with our launch into trying to get our products into more hands and, and going wholesale and getting beer sort of outside the northeast, um, it's meant that we've adapted and changed to probably be a bit more of a modern brewery. Um, we were probably a little bit known more known for traditional styles for the length of our, um, our tenure, but now, uh, yeah, we produce a lot of seasonal beers to sort of go with the uh, the craft beerification of the market. Um, everything from uh, simple hazy pale ales to barrel-aged sours and things of that nature. Um, but, yeah, it's, we, we've sort of a lot of changes and transitions over time, which has been great. It's, it's good to have worked for a business that's seen such different uh, timelines within the craft beer industry because you can really sort of track where as a, a culture we've been on the, the beer side of things just by what we've produced and how we probably represent ourselves over time. 
I was going to say tra- transient brewers, perhaps not transient national sales managers, because you've been there for a, a good period of time now. Yeah, so I just crossed over four years, which I guess in craft beer is uh, makes me long term. Um, Absolutely, you've just been I, ready for the gold watch at five years or something, isn't it? I, I this is the closest I've ever been personally to long term sleeve. So you know, <laughs> I've, I've gone past that point now. I've got to stick it out for another three. Um, no, no, I've I've been here yeah since uh, twenty nineteen. Um, can't see myself going anywhere else, to be honest with you. I, I look forward to, I think, my – is it every October we tend to catch up in the cool room? That's the, is it about that normally? It's the sort yeah, of the lead-up. That's, sort of, that's how I mark my um, my rings around the tree, if you say. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I really like that analogy personally, <laughs> if, that, if that makes me the tree, but let's let's work with it. What's, what, what are you drinking on tap out there at the moment? What's your favourite beer that's – that's uh, on tap. Are you going with just one of the core ranges, or are you? Uh, is there something a bit special that's on? There? So there's something. Um, our proximity uh, up in the northeast to the hop fields um, is uh, incredible. We're actually the closest uh, to the Ross River hop fields, which are the largest hop fields in the southern hemisphere. So our brewery, roughly about a ten minute drive, um, probably more of about a six minute drive if you're doing country driving um, <laughs> from uh, the hop fields, which means around this time of year um, the it's fresh hop season and starting to harvest. So we're really fortunate that uh, geographically we are the closest, which means theoretically we get the uh, the freshest hops beer out. Um, so this year we've produced a few, but uh, we did a fresh hop version of our MIA West Coast IPA. And that's um, a that we've spoken about a number of times, but he's a big favourite yeah. for people who are loyal to the brewery, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that one's my personal favourite as well. So um, it's the first time we've done a wet hop version of it. That's on tap currently at the brewery. Um, can also be found uh, at the Mill Brewing for those who are playing it long. They were doing that for the uh, the hop uh, the hop show that they had over the weekend. We obviously launched it at the Bridge Road Hop Fest too. Um, so that's really special. We've kind of got a, a bevy of IPAs at the moment. We just realised all of a sudden we've dropped out five uh, core, uh, not core, uh, seasonal IPAs at the same time, which are all absolutely banging. So um, I'm sort of just playing between all of those. What a what a ripper time to come up and visit Bright then. It's a beautiful time of year. We're recording in mid-late autumn here, or probably mid-autumn in uh, in Victoria, Australia, and that's when Bright, I think, is at its absolute peak as a place to visit. It is leaf peeper season. It is the uh, the time of year <laughs> we're driving through Main Street. It's a nightmare as uh, all of the uh, foliage lovers decide to migrate up north and get their photos. Um, they don't understand that you can't stand in the middle of a, a one-way road into a town and out of a town um, and block traffic to get photos of yourself for leaves. But, um, do, you know, it's a special two weeks. Picker, do any of them have leaf paper T-shirts or is that something that we could market? Uh, we probably could market it. I don't know what their uh, preference is to being called leaf papers, but that's uh, that's how they're known. I don't know if it's a popular or favourable term. but <laughs> <laughs> Now, another fantastic time of the year to visit is obviously going to be Good Beer Week, that's what we're here to discuss today, and you have, now I'm going to get this wrong, Ula Fest? I'm uh, going to hope I get this right, uh, Ula. Ula. Ula is what is being, uh, is being spread internally, whether that's correct or not, I, um, I hope. Now, we always, we always joke that we have, um, you know, Heinrich from Norway is one of our, of our <laughs> listeners there. This might be one of the few occasions where Heinrich might have a better understanding than Evan and David of who Ulla is. But um, give us give us the version of the story and tell us a bit of what you've got planned for, for Good Beer Week. 
So uh, this could be a week we were really interested to try and bring uh, an event regionally. So the density of, uh, of Good Beer Week events always tend to happen within Melbourne, um, as makes sense. But given that we, uh, we're not in Melbourne, it kind of felt appropriate for us to try and bring something to our town. And this is a festival that we've sort of been devising uh, for a few years now. Um, we haven't actually been able to run it. Um, we felt like it was a really good time sort of aligned uh, with the purpose of it. So Ula is essentially a uh, it's a festival and a sacrifice to the Norse gods of snow. Um, Bright is at the base of two of the largest ski mountains in uh, Victoria, um, Hotham and Falls Creek. A big part of our culture is snowboarding and skiing. Um, I can tell you now that uh, when there's a bluebird day and the snow is good, Majority of my office disappears, um, <laughs> which you know that's 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 the perk of living uh, that close. But it's, it's uh, this is our festival um, where we are trying to uh, win favour with the gods to make sure that we have another bumper snow season. And what have you got to do to win favour with those gods? I'm a bit worried about how many gods there might be as well. But tell me, tell me what you got to do to win favour with them. Uh, so essentially, we're doing a sacrificial burning. Uh, oh, we started. Well, we've decided we'll play it safe legally and go with uh, we're gonna we're gonna burn some skis and some snowboards um, as a sacrifice to the snow gods this year. But um, along with that, there's a a few other little things we're doing. Um, you know, we'll have some competitions around uh, who's better, skiers or snowboarders. It's always a very contentious issue. I can tell oh, you. Yeah, I, I hope you've got the police called for that one, or at least borrowed the WWE cage for the cage. I, I do think we might need to at least have some hoses to spray down some people. Um, <laughs> And then uh, one of the main uh, elements of the the Ula Festival is the No Pants Bonfire Dance. So, yes, now um, I did see that. That just sounds. Look, don't worry about having the police on hand. Have the ambulances and the uh, the burns unit at the hospital ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I've got to question the legalities of uh, having a festival. We take your pants off, um, at least out in the public. Um, but uh, yes, no, that will be part of it. So again, we're trying to win favour, and you do what you can to get good snow. Now, what I particularly like is on the on the, uh, the Good Beer Week website. Go and check that out. If you type in Bright, it'll take you to the uh, to the appropriate page. But you've got five dot points of things you're going to be doing there. The fifth one is drinking beer. Uh, I like the succinct and direct nature of uh, the marketing campaign there. Have you got some special beers lined up for the fest that you're allowed to do? Yes, I mean, we've always got a few things up our sleeve. But um, considering the time uh, here... A couple of special dark beers I think will pop out for the festival. Um, we've got uh, a special beer that we actually only sell up on the mountains as well, um, which is a beer called Pow. Um, it's a collaboration with a group called Protect Our Winters, who uh, their whole mission is to work uh, to help uh, battle climate change, and particularly though that affects the snowfields. Um, so we produce a beer for them, um, or with them, sorry, in partnership, uh, where percentage of proceeds go directly to them. So that'll be sort of our power kickoff of the season. Um, but along with that, we'll, yeah, I think uh, considering it's going to be the end of May, we'll also see the uh, annual return of our stubborn Imperial Stout as well. Um, Lovely stuff. Yeah. So, and that's going to be a bit of a special batch this year. I, uh, I believe currently that we're expecting our strongest batch ever as well. So, And that, I think, should strike a little bit of fear or warmth into the hearts of uh, everyone who's heading up that way. Um, is there a particular day that people should be coming up? Just give us the uh, the details of the, the fest itself. I'm sure those beers will be on tap uh, in and around winter and ongoing, but what's the right day for people to rock up? 
So for the Ula Fest, we're going to be doing it uh, the afternoon into the evening of the 27th of May. Um, so for all of those uh, non-local residents that are making the migration up north, uh, it works out quite well. So it's on a Saturday afternoon. Um, gives you plenty of time to get into Bright, nestle in, um, but then you also... Have uh, the main street with your leaf paper T-shirt on? Yes, yes. I mean, I don't, I don't ask you to, uh, honestly, <laughs> um, but uh, it, does, uh, it does mean you can enjoy the Saturday... Um, you know, enjoy the festivities and then, you know, maybe ask for a late checkout on Sunday is, uh, is my, uh, my opinion on the matter. And how many hundreds of dollars should people uh, be anticipating paying in terms of getting into the venue? Uh, so it's actually free entry, uh, this one. So, um, you know, this is just something we want people to attend. And, uh, or even a small places. donation? A small donation? Oh, it's always a small donation if we can uh, if we can squeeze it out of you. Um, the, the, for what it's worth, the website says entries by gold coin donation to power to protect yes. our winners. Well, we also had to put free entry on the uh, the sessions as well there. So, <laughs> but we would yeah, we would appreciate a gold coin entry, a good donation to entry. But um, obviously, more so than that, we want you to uh, to partake in the festivities and you know maybe get involved in the uh, ritual sacrifice of burning some skis and snowboards. It sounds like a, a ripper weekend, and you always have some awesome beers uh, available all through Melbourne, uh, but obviously up there in your venue as well. If people want to follow Bright Brewery on the socials, how do they find you, brother? Uh, very easy. Uh, we are just Bright Brewery on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we've probably got a semi-defunct Twitter, um, <laughs> much like Don't most brands, I assume, uh, but they're probably the best place to find us. Look, that's fantastic, Evan. Thank you for coming and joining our Good Beer Week special podcast spectacular. I haven't even decided what I'm really going to call it yet. You can tell <laughs> about it. But always great to have you on the show, and we look forward to your regular annual visit, the next Ring in the Tree, occurring a little bit later on in the year. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Well, I hope you're enjoying episode 173. I hope that it's inspiring you to get involved in Good Beer Week and to check out some of the fantastic events that our friends are hosting and obviously uh, to come along and see us live at Beer Deluxe on Friday the 26th of May uh, for Hair of the Dog Breakfast. And look, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to learn more about the cool room, you know, the couple of things that you can do to help us, not only checking out our Shopify, but following us on Instagram, and uh, following us and subscribing, uh, however you get your podcasts, rate and review us, give us a big five stars. Uh, that's the kind of thing that overseas brewers in particular, but local brewers as well, check out before they commit to doing a show with us. So even just simple things like following us and liking us, sharing that with your friends makes a really big difference to how effectively we can get new brewers onto the show. Um, we're off to Collingwood next. Uh, we're going to be having a great chat with uh, Fixation and Molly Rose. And then stay tuned for future episodes where we're going to feature more of our friendly brewers talking about what they've got coming up in Good Beer Week. And next up on our special spectacular uh, that we're having to celebrate the arrival of Good Beer Week back into our lives, we've got Nick from Molly Rose. Brother Nick, how are you? I'm well, thanks, David. How are you? I'm very good. Very happy to be talking to you. We've got a heap to talk about. Uh, but I should say for anyone who's just discovered the podcast and you want to know more about Molly Rose, go and check out episode 125 of The Cool Room where we sit and have an enormous chat. That's over a year ago that you were on the show. I thought it would have been hard to I know. I know, I know. I just remembered that. 
one twenty five. That's a, it. Was a good. It was a good chat. Um, it was. It was a great chat. We learnt about the really broad range of beers that you guys make. Uh, really fun lineup of things. Um, but for people who don't have time to go and listen to episode one twenty five. Can you give us, give our, particularly our good friend Heinrich from Norway who listens in, a really quick potted history of, of, first of all, where we find the brewery, how long it's been around for. Just give us the, you know, the, the broad brushstrokes of what we need to know before we talk about the events today. Yeah, absolutely. We're in, uh, we're in Collingwood on Wellington Street uh, in the inner north of Melbourne. Very lucky to be in one of the most densely populated brewery areas in Australia. Uh, lots of good mates around making fantastic beer. Uh, we opened in June 2019. Uh, small tap room, 200 square metres, and we made all the beer on site uh, Monday to Wednesday. And then Thursdays, it was just a mad rush, sweeping up, cleaning up, tidying up, forklifting out, and then opening the bar uh, for Thursday to Sunday. Uh, we would just serve 10 different, 10 different of our beers and some toasties and snacks and things like that. Um, and that went well for eight months before COVID hit. Um, <laughs> and we kind of changed the business model and went a bit more heavy into packaged beer as, uh, as every brewery did at that stage. Um, and we make a range of different beers. So that's, a, that's an understatement. I reckon <laughs> you really do make yeah. a range of different beers. We, we do. We do. Uh, I guess the one defining factor that we always aim for is to make them approachable to everyone uh, and to make them balanced and uh, sessionable, I'll say, for want of a better word. Balanced and drinkable. I want someone to drink one of them Molly Rose beers and then go, oh, that was really great and interesting, but I definitely want another one. Uh, I also don't need them to be a Cicerone to actually enjoy any of our beers. I want everybody to be able to enjoy them. So we make Lagers, straight up classic. We make IPAs. We make farmhouse ales, saisons, uh, sours, barrel aged fruited beers. Uh, and then we go a bit kookier with things like our Japanese dark lager, which has got smoked malt and kombu in it. Uh, kind of an homage to Japanese food. Uh, so yeah, we make, make a whole bunch of different beers. They're fantastic. If you've, if you're in particularly Melbourne, make sure you get along to the brewery. Mm-hmm. Make sure you find the beers. Are there sort of particular stores where people can find them easily? Or Absolutely. Just on your oh. online store still? Yeah. I mean, dropping, dropping into us, uh, we're open every day for takeaways and we've always got a bunch of different beers in the fridge, including, uh, 500ml cans, 750ml bottles and 375s. So whole different range of beers in different size. It's a beer for every day. Um, and then Black Arts and Sparrows, always really great supporters. They buy a lot of our limited beers. Uh, so that, they've got a bunch of stores around Melbourne. Um, so I guess the, I missed the final part of the story was uh, back in March, we opened our uh, extension of our tap room, uh, which added a full restaurant and kitchen, uh, a cocktail bar and lounge and a big beer garden. And a because tiny you didn't little have you didn't have enough exactly. to do, did you? You thought, you know, no resting on your laurels. Exactly. And so that kind of brought in-house one of the one of our favourite elements in beer, which is beer and food pairing. So we serve a bunch of uh, Southeast Asian-inspired food that pairs really well with our beers. Uh, and we're about to launch in June, post-Good Beer Week, uh, Chef's Table, where we can do five-course degustation paired with our beers as well. 
but we'll we'll chat about we'll chat a bit more about our beer, good beer week events. I'm stealing your thunder here. You're, you're not stealing my thunder at all. You're doing a beautiful segue. We love our segues here on the call room. The, the challenge that you and I have when we're sitting in to record this is that in theory, this interview is supposed to go to 15, 20 minutes before you need to go and do your other bits and pieces and I need to get on with the rest of my life. But you've got that many events. We're going to have to rattle through these at a really high rate. But yep. tell me, I don't want to ask which one excites you most. That's a bit like asking which is your favourite child. But let's talk the Chef's Table Brew, because you've touched on that one. What can people expect on May the 21st uh, for the Chef's Table Brew event? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a really fun one. I'm probably most excited about that because it's not something... That doesn't leave us anywhere. What are we going to say about all the other ones that you're only moderately excited about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, We've got a pilot brewery in our new renovation. Uh, So it's a 300-litre brew kit. Uh, that we've just commissioned in the last couple of weeks, which is really exciting. But the way that I've placed it is that you can see it from every different spot. So you can see it from the beer garden, you can see it from the cocktail bar, you can see it from the chef's table restaurant. It actually opens out into the chef's table restaurant. So you're sitting at the bar watching the chefs make the food and you can peer over your shoulder and look into the brewery and see where the beers were made in collaboration with the chefs often to pair with the food that you're eating. So... This is something we haven't been able to do. Is it's, it sounds amazing unless there's an yeah. explosion in the tank, like you know. Unless oh, it's, well, that's never good. <laughs> there's, there's never an explosion. That's a good thing. Um, so the really great thing is that we can be have people in to do a brew, and they don't need to be out in a factory, which is fun. I mean, getting dirty in a factory is great, but you can be sitting down to dinner while little odds and sods processes are going on the outside, and then you jump in to make on this on this event. It's going to be helping make decisions about making the beer. So we'll choose what colour we make the beer. We'll choose what alcohol strength we make the beer with the team who are in on the day eating and drinking and brewing the beer with us. And so we're going to kind of make this beer up on the fly with the, the, the guests, the Good Beer Week guests, as we wine and dine and eat and drink. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have a bunch of different spices, different yeasts, different malts and different hops that we can choose and come up with this beer. And then I guess we could name it on the night as well. Particularly, I mean, I think the best of the namings happened after a couple of beers, so I, I look forward to seeing what comes out of that. What, what food are people going to be presenting or is that uh, presented with or is that a little bit under wraps still at the moment? No, 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 absolutely. It'll be – so we've released our, uh, our general tasting room menu. It's Southeast Asian-inspired cuisine. Um, so, look, we've got a stuffed chicken wing that's coated in house-made hot sauce. We've got – um, uh, fried kuei tiao, which is a, a noodle dish. We've got um, beautiful roast chicken with a, a jiao, like a Laotian jiao that goes with it. Um, but I guess what we're doing is is a taste of the chef's table experience, which is a taste of a degustation. Uh, so the food will be more refined and it'll be more elegant, but it'll be along those same lines of, of vibrant, sweet, salty, sour, savoury, uh, food inspired by modern Australian cuisine and Southeast Asian cuisine. And each course will be paired with our one of our beers. So that, it, that, that'll be the food. It sounds truly amazing. Now, we, we, can, we can say for the next one, it doesn't matter whether the next one excites you or not, mm. because it's already sold out. So oh. this is a reminder to everyone who might be listening to the podcast, getting ideas about events to go along to, don't waste time. 
yeah. events are selling out, and the, I think the first of your events to sell, sell out is the Beer by a Winemaker event. Even though yeah, we don't have well, tell us what people can expect if they're coming along to that one. Well, we might be looking at releasing a couple of extra tickets for that one. So, right um, just because it's sold out already, uh, and it, we want people to come along and have a good time. So I'll have a look at how much of each of the beers that we've got uh, and see if we, how many people we can fit in. So I will say that the first of the Chef's Table brews is sold out, the one that happens during the day, the lunch one, but the dinner one is not sold out yet. So right, and they're both on the 21st of May. So Yep, absolutely. So Beer by Winemaker, this is, a, this is an event that we've run uh, every Good Beer Week since we've been around and pretty much founded by my partner, Callie, who's a winemaker, getting upset about not being able to uh, make a beer. Pretty much, she goes, oh, I only get to use grapes to make my drink once a year. And so I was like, all right, we'll come in and brew a beer with me and we'll, we'll have an event based around that. And so we brewed the original BBAWM, Beer by a Winemaker, uh, which was a white peach and grapefruit sour, which is a lot of fun. It was really yum. We've made it every year since. Yeah, uh, she reminds two o'clock me, in the afternoon recording time, gentle listeners. Oof. That, I've got to say, just sounds like the perfect afternoon beer. It's pretty good. Uh, she keeps reminding me that it was our best-selling beer in our first month of existence as well. <laughs> so, um, and eventually that event has evolved into uh, kind of a celebration of wine and beer-wine hybrids. And so this year we've got an amazing lineup of breweries. Uh, so we've got Wildflower, and they've made a wine with Brashigans with their Zabivo, and they've also made one with Memento Mori. So we've got both of them, uh, and then we'll have the wine to sit beside it. And then we've got a good friend of mine, Tom, uh, is the head brewer at Loophole, uh, which is the brewery attached to Cape Jaffa over in South Australia. Uh, we've got one of his Shiraz farmhouse ales and the Shiraz to sit beside that. And we've also got the Three Ravens slash Jamsheed Rusan, uh, Nat Rav. Um, and I haven't spoken to uh, Jamsheed yet, but I'm hoping to get their Rusan as well to pair alongside that and so we've locked those beers in and we've got a bit of a stable of beer wine hybrids so I'll, I'll chat to biggie and see how he biggie is our head chef see how he wants to pair the foods with those ones that we've got and we'll, then we'll choose a couple of our beer wine hybrids to slide in and out the, to suit the menu it's, it's an awesome lineup uh People in Australia will know not just your beers, but some of those other um, those other breweries that you're mentioning there. We've had Loophole on the show before. We love their things. Wildflower, drop a word for us. We keep on reaching out. We haven't had them on the show yet. We really want to. And Three Ravens, well, they're going to be on this series of podcasts as well because we're doing some fun things with them. That's an amazing lineup. I'm not at all surprised that it's, it's sold out. Um, just, you know, as the great man once said, do yourself a favour and get along to that one if you if you can. You've got more sold out events. In fact, I, I reckon literally since I jumped onto the website, the Good Beer website, to have a look at the at the events you've got coming up, a couple more of these have come up as sold out while I've been sitting here. So, oh goodness, I'm not sure whether you're aware of it or not. But you've got the uh, you've got your Majonga, um dinner. That's Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's sold out. So the Molnandira is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a fantastic bar in the city, and they, they've got a great focus on great drinks and great food. So it was, it was a natural alignment. Um, the dinner is going to be sensational. They 
really theatricize their dinners. So it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, but it's sold out, so I might sell it too much. What they do have, though, so we're trying to make this a whole week-long celebration of Molly Rose Mjolnir. Uh, so we're going to swap, uh, swap food. So we're hoping that they will do one of our dishes and we'll do one of their dishes. So we'll bring that on. Um, and then maybe we'll pour one of their cocktails here to kind of get a bit of a cross-pollination. And then throughout the whole week, they are actually going to be offering a Molly Rose pear dinner. So if you can't get a ticket to the Molly dinner, then they'll be doing a three-course pear dinner with our beers, which are going to be on tap all week, that you can get into any night of the week. So that's a good one if you can't get into any specific event. You can just run along there and grab it off the menu. It's, we were joking before we started to record that we need to clone ourselves so that we have a second Nick and a second David. I sort of feel that with this many good events, we, we, why just clone yourself once? We need a whole, you know, attack of the clones style, yeah. you know. Quad, quadruple Nick. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so we're, we've made a beer with them for that as well. We've made a Schwarzbier, um, which is a lot of fun. We've made that on our pilot brewery. Uh, I love brewing lagers, especially uh, lagers with layers of malt complexity. Uh, it suits their food. It suits our food. It suits both of us. We're, we're really excited about it. Um, You're preaching to the choir. Schwarzbiers are just absolutely in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And as you say, if, if people haven't been uh, along before, the space and the way the food's served, everything is just amazing. It's an experience. So if you yeah. come to Melbourne, even if you can't get the official dinner, Get along to that one. Yep. Uh, the ultimate farmhouse boiler maker meet at uh, Whiskey and Almond sold out, but you're going to be part of that one as well. Absolutely. So that that is just going to be it's going to be a fun night of great farmhouse producers uh, working with the Whiskey and Ailment, Ale House team, um, Whiskey and Ailment team on pairing one or a couple of our beers with some cool whiskies. And so far, Farmhouse doesn't often get paired with whiskey because it's quite a complex, interesting, layered drink. When you think about pairing with whiskies, you think stouts and red ales and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, working with the team to pair these really interesting beers with some of their 5,000 different whiskies. And does that mean you haven't done that bit yet? So one of the many cloned Nicks is going to have to try and find time to go into Whiskey and Almond and set all of that up? I mean, Exactly. No well, yeah, we, we, we actually chatted with them today and they asked what, what beers we wanted to send in. And so we're confirming the beers. And so we'll send them in and then go in and have a bit of a taste and have a taste of whiskey and, and see what falls out. So, so while the official sort of meetup uh, event is sold out, it looks like the Boilermaker Week in there at Whiskey and Almond uh, is available to go along to every day during Good Beer Week. Um, free entry uh, and yourselves, but also our good mates from Dollar Bill and Black Arts and that other brewery from Wildflower who are yet to commit to coming onto the show. So there you guys keep on mentioning that. That'll, that'll give, send them a message. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it should be, should be a good week. It's very similar to the Molnar. They're just going to have it on the menu all week. Interesting things, and they'll be all really keen to talk about it. They're very passionate people in whiskey and element. And, and talking about, you know, good people and of, of uh, other breweries that are on the show, both on, on our little spectacular around Good Beer Week that have been on previously, 
you're part of the Collingwood Beer Trail as well. Um, Absolutely. What can we've got all of our all of our mates from Fixation and Mills, Stomping Ground, Bodrigi, But what's going to be what's going to be greeting people when they get along to your venue? This is a fun one. I am a huge fan of a pub crawl, and this is like the ultimate brewery pub crawl. So we are going to have a guided walking tour of Collingwood. I can't guarantee that the guide is going to have that much knowledge on Collingwood, but they do know about beer. Um, so pretty much you buy a ticket, go to the first brewery, and your guide meets you there. Get three tastes of, three tastes of some interesting beers from that brewery, gets told about, about the brewery, you spend a bit of time hanging out there, and then the guide will take you across to the next brewery. And then do the same thing about the taste, 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 chat, 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 enjoy the ambiance, and then at the third brewery, uh, you'll get some lunch. So it's, it's really uh, a glimpse inside of five of our best friends or four of our best friends in the area. Like I say, we're in Collingwood, very densely populated with breweries. And yeah, these are, these are four of our best mates and we love working with them. Uh, and to be honest, if I, if I could spend a Sunday doing anything, I would probably go for a walk between these breweries and just hang out. That Sunday, the 21st, is going to be a, a nuts kind of day. There's so many great events. I've already committed to Brewery Brawl because where wrestling and craft beer come together, that's absolutely where I've got to be. But if, you, if you've got a bit of spare time uh, and you probably need to set aside a fair bit of spare time, given, given how many great breweries there are in that area, um, there's absolutely. just lots of fun to be had. You know, so, so get along to that one. Finally, the one I've left to, to last because I feel least well-equipped uh, to, uh, to discuss matters to do with disco, we're talking the Wolf and uh, Swill, and you're a part, of, a part of that featuring Molly Rose. Uh, what can you tell us, first of all, about Wolf and Swill, and, um, and what can people expect if they come along to that event? Uh, I can tell you, first up, Wolf and Swill make probably top three pizza in Melbourne for me. It is... Uh, absolutely incredible. They are absolute wizards and we love working with them. We love going there. I just personally like eating their pizza. Um, so, and look, no surprise with the disco because they're a pretty cool bunch of guys. I am not, uh, I'm not really as hip with disco. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably fall in the same category as you. I mean, uh, just, just when I read the description of a, a week of slick... <laughs> I can't even say it right. <laughs> I haven't even had a drink. Slick tunes and dope drinks. So that's, yeah. just, that's just not my language, but it sounds, it sounds like a pretty awesome event. Yeah, so I'm, I'm big into aperitivo. So uh, Italian bitter uh, liqueurs, uh, some amaros and some vermouths and things like that. Um, so it'll be a week-long event. Lots of good beer, lots of good pizza, uh, but then there's actually a specific night where it's a ticketed event. Come along. There'll be a, a beautiful beer hybrid cocktail on arrival, uh, and then, yeah, a bunch of delicious food served up throughout the night paired with our beers. Uh, I think there's going to be some pretty cool music played um, the whole night. We're brewing a beer specifically for that one as well. Are you able to give us a little sneak peek of what that might be? I can, actually. Uh, we're, we're teaming up with a, another producer for this one. It was very fortuitous. Um, so Nick from Marionette uh, Liqueurs was chatting with our new bar manager, Wayne, and said, I've got some, uh, some bitter orange peel uh, left over from our 
bit of Curacao. Do you think you could do anything with it? Anyway, and asked me, I said, yeah, definitely. We can definitely do something. So Nick dropped it off. And I went, oh, we're making an aperitivo IPA for this aperitivo disco event. Can we team up and make this beer together? So we've got this, we've got 15 kilos of this stuff. Probably won't use that much in a 300 liter batch, but we've got this amazing uh, byproduct of their bitter curacao. And so we're, we're teaming up with Nick and he's got a few different ideas of what other botanicals we can add in there to layer some flavors. It's going to be a straight up and down delicious citrus IPA, but it's going to have these layers of um, interesting botanical bitterness and also aromatics from all of these cool kind of aperitivo uh, botanicals. That sounds gorgeous. It sounds gorgeous, as you say, just by the beer itself, but I am a huge fan of beer cocktails, as people who listen in will know, and um, that sounds like an awesome way to enjoy a, a whole event, not just um, a couple of delicious beers. Yeah, pizza, beer cocktails, beers, and some pretty freaking cool music. I, I feel like we've rattled through these. We could have spent 10, 15 minutes on each of those events, but uh, it's uh, it's good to get a really broad brushstroke range there of, of all of the ways that people can be enjoying Molly Rose during Good Beer Week. If for some reason poor old Heinrich can't get his plane over and can't get here for Good Beer Week, tell us uh, how he can find out on the socials what's going on and um, just remind us of the address so that he can come and visit you at another time if he can't be here in Good Beer Week. Yeah, so we are at Molly Rose Brewing on Instagram, Facebook, at mollyrosebrewing.com on the website. Uh, check those out. We're, our address has now expanded since we've opened. We're 279 to 285 Wellington Street, Collingwood. Uh, the empire expands. Uh, yeah, we're a little Molly Rose precinct now. <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, well, I'm excited about Good Beer Week. I'm excited about your events in particular. And, um, Nick, thank you as ever for being on the show. We look forward to seeing a broken, shattered husk of a man uh, sometime in early June after you've managed to get through all of those events. But thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, David. Great to chat. And next up on our Good Beer Week Spectacular and Talk About Spectacular, a spectacular-looking man with a spectacular brewery, it's Tom from Fixation. Good afternoon, brother. How are you? Hello, Dave, and I think it's good this is an audio recording because I wouldn't agree with those uh, intro comments about the face. I've got the face for radio, mate. Well, I've just realised I'm sitting in quite a dark room as well, but that must I think that flatters me, so that's, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, for people who are new to Fixation, first of all, go back and check out episode 10 of The Cool Room. Unbelievable that it was episode 10 that we had you on the show. It's We're now up in the, the 170s, so uh, it feels like ages. Go back and, and check that out to learn more about the Fixation story. But, Tom, in a nutshell, for our Norwegian listener Heinrich, tell us a bit about the Fixation origin story and where you are in the world. Fixation Brewing, uh, we, when we did that podcast, we just opened the incubator in Collingwood, um, which is our home. But for three years before that, we were contract brewing out of our mates and business partners brewery. And we sold nothing but 6.4%, uh, beautiful IPA for the first, uh, year or two and gradually introduced other IPAs. But we are fixated on IPAs. That's our niche, our love. Uh, passion, uh, the heart and soul is a, a classic 6.4%. Uh, 
Glenna, and then we brought in a Squish, a Citrus, which is now seasonal. We have a, a beautiful Session IPA, Obsession, at 4.6%, and then Little Ray, a nice Session Hazy at about 5.2%. And at the incubator, you'll find 10 taps of a range of uh, beers. We'll always have something a little bit outside the box with something sour and something malt-driven and, and uh, a few yeast-driven um, beers, but as vast majority will be an IPA of some description, and uh, I guess it's in the name, Fixation. You've, uh, you're on point with your messaging there. I think you've managed to get the names of about five or six beers out of, the, out of your mouth, out of the box, so that's a, a fantastic effort. I'm lucky. Not only do I get to see your smiling face, but I can see some of the beer list behind you, as well as the sort of core range ones. What are a couple of those special ones that are on there at the moment? Give, give us a bit of a, a spruik about some of those things and make sure that we know where to find you. Oh, yes. Sorry, we're at 414 at Smith Street in Collingwood. Uh, lovely sunny Collingwood uh, down the northern end. And we have, at the moment, on the guest taps, Double Down Brown, which is a coffee India brown ale brewed with small batch roasting in North Melbourne, a fantastic coffee uh, roasting and green coffee bean sourcing business run by Andrew Kelly, who's also a local friend of ours. And we have Easy Street, which is a 4% session IPA, a hazy that harks to Easy Street, which is three blocks away, a classic, famous um, Collingwood Street. Uh, we have Resin Fest, number twenty or 2023 Resin Fest, which is our wet hop beer or fresh hop beer, which is a once a year brew. We brew during Resin Fest, which is our little festival. And the punters that come along help get involved and, and help rip apart the, the wet hop cones and uh, make the beer with us. So that's just gone on tap two days ago for uh, our Fresh Pour Wednesday, which is every Wednesday. Um, $6 skewies of that one every Wednesday and um, it changes around every week. We have Lee's Ripper, a red. We have Livewire, which is interestingly enough our first ever um, Flanders style red. Now that's a barrel aged sour, which we've aged in lark whiskey barrels, which we initially got the whiskey character from and then we've deliberately uh, turned them into a souring program and we've added a beautiful amber red um, ale to those barrels and this one's been aged in the barrel for about eight months and it's got that beautiful um, light balsamic acidity to it. Um, it's, it's really quite a lovely um, I guess Flemish style red to try, so that's pretty out of the box for us. But yeah, I was going to say that's a, that's not what I would normally associate with with you guys, but it sounds delicious. Oh, sorry, Starwood. Did I say uh, Starwood barrels? But um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it is different. And I think uh, we always try and have a bit of fun in these these four walls, and and that's why I guess it's worth always popping in to have a look because it's not it's not your usual uh, tap list, that's for sure. But um, we certainly we don't don't have a kitchen. We focus on the the beer side of it. So um, people just tend to you know order some pizzas from Red Sparrow three doors up, or have a toasty and um and see a legendary team Morris and the team behind the bar will look after. Um, you've done excellently well there with the spruiking. You've told us where you are there on Smith Street and uh, one good time that people can come out and drop in and find out more about you, visit maybe for the first time, uh, will obviously enough be part of the Collingwood Brewery Walk uh, that's happening as part of Good Beer Week. Yeah, we have an amazing host lined up in Joshi, and it'll be a fantastic day with Molly Rose, Stomping Ground, Bodriggy and the Mill and um, all our dear friends that you can walk to. And, uh, yeah, please take part in the Collingwood Beer Trail. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful little community here.
And for people who don't know Collingwood, it's probably in Melbourne, the place now where there's the most breweries in a, in a small area. I can't really think of anywhere that would rival that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's become, I guess, Melbourne's little hotbed of craft. It was always a, a great spot for pubs and hospitality, and it's certainly become the uh, chosen spot. I think also it's tricky with the zoning, so you have to find the right spots, Dave, to, to fit these little uh, semi-industrial spaces into. It, it sounds a bit like a, um, a discussion about local government and planning matters, so I'm, I'm really enjoying not having to talk about those things with my other hats on today. So with, I'm going to keep it moving right along. And talk, home, about your, <laughs> talk about your feature event, uh, which is um, a return this year for the great IPA debate. Give Thank us a you. bit of a spruik about that one. Yes, thanks, Dave. We had two. So the first time we ran this event was the last Good Beer Week, and it was a sold-out crowd of um, a panel of six, so two teams of three, and it was hosted by a wonderful drag king MC, and uh, he was amazing. And we uh, even did a bit of an improv hip hop. But we had um, <laughs> Bill from Three Ravens, uh, Jane from Two Birds, Duncan from Hop Nation. Dave Padden from Akasha in Sydney and Marzen from Hawkers. And the three of us, uh, Dave and Marzen and I, are on the West Coast classic bright IPA side. And Jane, Duncan uh, and Bill were on the New World, let's haze it up and make it look like chicken soup side. So, um, of course... And, and none of you like a talk. Uh, as we know from previous podcasts, with pretty much everyone from that lineup, it's um, you're all very quiet, retiring people. That's right. It was a yeah, very reserved chat, and uh, the crowd went wild. It was a lot of fun, and unfortunately, the old boomers lost, and uh, the hazies won. Uh, but this this time round, on the 24th of May, we uh, we've got the event. This is our one major event um, uh, for Good Beer Week this year, and uh, and it will be. Um, I think we'll break it up into three rounds. So what I've got planned is, should ice cream be a word that goes anywhere near IPA? Oh, that's going to be topical this year, I reckon. I think so. Non-alcoholic IPA, should it be a thing or not, given the origins of IPA and what it always stood for and where the style was born out of with the export pale ale? Um, And last but not least, I think we have to dust off, has the haze craze gone too far. Why are there chunks in my beer? <laughs> hmm. um, I've discussed many of those things on the Cool Room podcast over the years, and every single one of those topics I reckon could be a night in and of itself. So yeah. you're, uh, you're not afraid to go on the big topics, but the, the ice cream one, I've, I've heard a bit of a rumour around town that there's going to be a few ice cream style things turning up at Gabs this year. Right, right. Well, it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, and the, some of the kids like to mix their, their sweets and desserts with their, uh, with their IPAs, but I, I sometimes think it might be best left to maybe a big stout or something if it's, uh, you know, something sweeter or a bit of, uh, yeah, coffee or a bit of, uh, vanilla. But, um, but, uh, that will be a fun evening and, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a few okay boomer comments thrown around. <laughs> Now, that, that event, just drinks, or is there some food available too? Thank you for the reminder. We have Hamish Vicari, a fantastic local family business called Nonna's House. He's opened an Italian subway, subs. Um, he makes uh, these beautiful meatball subs, uh, Italian peppers and sausage and an eggplant 
Palmer sub and he's going to bring down his food and supply Nonna's house subs. So for the ticket, you get dinner and you get three of the uh, various beers from the breweries that are taking part as well. So we'll have guest beers on from all the, the brewers that are coming along. And, uh, and you will be fed as well from Nonna's house. So that's a, a big coup for us to have Hamish coming down to supply his beautiful Italian food that he, his uncle and his father and, uh, and he make up in, um, Carlton North, just on Nicholson Street in his old Nonna's house at the, the rear. And you can go in there and sit in their little garden and have a beautiful feed as well, which I did the other day. That sounds truly superb, mate. Um, obviously, tickets are on the Good Beer Week website. If you search fixation, you'll come up with uh, both the events that we've just been speaking about. But more importantly, Tom, if people want to follow the fixation story, where can they find you on the socials? Oh, at Fixation Brewing, uh, um, Instagram and at Fixation Brewing on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, please do have a look. Uh, come down and check it out. We have every week Fresh Paul Wednesdays, a new beer at $6 Schooners. Thursday, trivia, and then we have hoppy hour, four till six every day as well. That is truly fantastic. Uh, Tom, thank you for your time today, and um, good to see the good people of Dollar Bill getting ready for their interview as well, only 40 minutes early, so that's a, that's a bit of a statement. They must have some amazing sour beer to, to get into a barrel, so they've got to get the interview out of the <laughs> Say hello, and thanks so much, Dave, for having us on.